What's good? How y'all doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Dunn's Favorite here on Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. It's your boy, the Dunn. We here tonight to do a preview of the NFC South, and I've got a panel along with me. Uh, starting first, um, y'all already know who he is. He's been on the show a lot um, during the playoffs, the whole entire playoff run. Uh, Ren, what's good, man? Hanging out, being cool. You know, it's uh, it worked out pretty well for us down here in the in Florida. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back, and I'm excited to. Uh, actually, I'm really excited to hear. Uh, we've we've already done. I'm from, we do a podcast called Petercast. Me and I got a co-host named Steve Carney, uh, and we've already done sort of our our round robin. We got Orlando Ledbetter from the you know the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Okay. Um, we brought in. Uh, I really don't know the Panthers guy. He was the first time we brought in, but he was great. And then we got a. Uh, Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Mike Neighbors, the guy who uh, actually interviews, been interviewing Drew Brees post game for like the past ten years. Um, we got him on. So, but I'm interested to hear sort of some different opinions uh, of where uh, they feel their teams are in the NFC South, and uh, you know, talk about this. It's gonna be fun. I'm glad you can uh, come back on. Um, yeah, I know you talked about lead better. I'm gonna give you another um, good source next time. Let better is really not that good to be honest with you. <gasps> but hey, um, he's very he's very biased, like very biased. So I, I can hook he didn't seem like a big fan of the team. He he is. It's 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 one thing being a fan, but it's another uh, way of being impartial, being uh, impartial, and actually you know talking factual information. He doesn't really give 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 it out to our fan base. That's that's okay. just me. I'm I'm just used to. Everybody, but I can hook you up with some um, better people to talk to. All right, <clears throat> uh, my boy TJ Jones. Hey man, let everybody know uh, who you, they pretty much know who you are. But let just reintroduce yourself to everybody again. Hey, how everybody doing, man? I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, excited to be back here again, man. Last time I was here, we had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh just just looking forward to talking about the nfc south man and uh you know just getting different perspectives man i'm excited to be here thank you for having me and uh just ready to get to it yeah man appreciate it i know everybody was talking about man last time you did a show with tj y'all was on for three over three man. hours and i'm like <laughs> it ain't gonna be that, that long this time you know um <laughs> last time you know i just, it was just me now you know i got a whole fiance and kids now i got to tend to so hey but that was, that's how that hey but we hey, a friendship you know what i'm saying evolved in that so man we've been exactly. cool ever since so hey you know? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. And then uh, we got Cody on from the um, C3 uh, Panthers podcast. Let everybody know who you are, where they can find you. Yeah, what's going on, man? I appreciate you for having me. My name is Cody Lashney, representing the Panthers from the C3 Panthers podcast, as you can find every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. And we're now doing a Friday free-for-all show every Friday at 7 p.m., where literally anybody can come on and BS and talk football. Um, I'll be giving out the link to the stream yards in those show. They're for everybody, man. Even everybody here on this uh, video right now. Uh, and I'm also the analyst for the Carolina Panthers on drafttech.com, where I write the first and second round picks for the Carolina Panthers. Happy to be here tonight, y'all. Man, we happy to for, uh, for you to be here, man. Appreciate it. And then yeah. I got my uh, partner in crime. Um, 
Big T, LT, what's good, man? Hey, everybody doing, you know, get to discuss about our beloved Dirty Birds. You know, we had a little last three seasons, but I feel like with everything that doesn't take place this all season, we should be able to be very competitive for years on, for years to come. Yes. And, uh, hey, we're going to talk about that as well because, you know, I'm ready to talk about these Falcons, man. But, hey, <laughs> if you're new to the channel, y'all already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Share this content out with Atlanta Sports Fanatics. And hit us up in the comment section. As always, come holler at your hometown sports podcast. All right. Started with you, um, Ren. Hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20, mm -hmm. uh, 2020 Super Bowl champions. We know mm -hmm. y'all, you know, y'all won y'all Super Bowl in y'all hometown um, this past February. But it's another thing. It's a new season now. Mm -hmm. Y'all are the defending champions. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting the emphasis on defending. Sure. How does y'all get better this offseason? When all the confetti fell down and y'all were hosting the Lombardi Trophy and Tom Brady almost threw it in the uh, bay, yeah. <laughs> y'all celebration, how did y'all How did y'all become better? Well, I, I guess we became better. Um, the most obvious thing is no one left. Um, they were able to sign all the starters and, you know, the 22 starters are all coming back. Quite a few of them were, were uh, free agents such as Shaq Barrett. Uh, you know, he was out. He was up free agent. Leonard Fournette, Gronk, um, Antonio Brown. All those guys are back. Plus, you know, you can uh, some people don't count Fournette as a starter. Some people don't count Antonio Brown as a starter. So, you know, so like the top 24, 24 guys that actually play offense and defense, such as nickel slots and things like that, they're all back. Um, after that, you'd have to point to Giov Giovanni Bernard, um, the back at, of uh, Cincinnati. He's an excellent blitz. Uh, he can pick up the blitz. He's excellent at that. Uh, he's also uh, has very good hands, and he's going to be definitely the Bucks' third down back. Between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette last year, they both tied the, the league lead and dropped passes as a running back. They both had seven. So we had close to, I think we had 16, 17 drops from the running backs. If you include uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, who was a, um, a, a second round pick a couple years ago or last year, actually, I believe. Um, so that would be the biggest improvement. You know, of course, everyone being back um, and then through the draft, you know, the, in, the defensive line is old. Um, we have the two oldest interior starting defensive linemen to actually will play. Uh, Steve McClendon, as soon as he plays a play, he'll be the oldest player in the interior defensive line in the NFL. And then Dominican Sue will be the second oldest. So uh, we had to get young in the offensive line. Of course, JPP, he's rolling into year like 11. Um, you know, Shaq Barrett, even though he's relatively new because he spent his first four or five years behind uh, Von Miller up there in Denver, he's over 30 now. Uh, and he just got a big contract. So we had to get young against the defensive line. First round, of course, the last pick. We got Joe Tryon out of Washington. Um, you know, we've had three days of camp. Um, of course, the praise is high for him. Of course, you know, that's who they wanted. That's who they targeted all the time and that. But, uh, you know, he's he's got the length. He, he's got he's got the, uh, the movement. Um, he has the power. He just needs more tools in his toolbox. Uh, to sort of live up to that first round billing. Um, after that, I can't really say we got better except for special teams. Kyle Trask, we'll see what happens with him. No one really wants to have a conversation about Kyle Trask because you're not even going to see him for two years. 
the most exciting player after that would be Jalen Darden, uh, wide receiver out of North Texas, led the uh, NCA in touchdowns last oh, year. Yeah I, yeah, I love that pick. Yeah, he was he was a really good pick, and the all day three, it all had to do with special teams. Um, they the Bucks have notoriously been bad on special teams forever. I mean, since the beginning. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember every start of every Bucks game. The Bucks haven't returned a kickoff in their history, and this will make 1,233 kickoffs. And we finally broke that about a decade ago. But I think there's been two total, and maybe two punt returns, and that's it. Uh, their kickoff team gave up the most yards uh, than anyone in the league last year. Uh, so they got Darden who's, you know, penciled in as wide receiver six because the wide receiver room is ridiculously deep, but, uh, he's gunning for punt return and kickoff return. And then after that, they, uh, they got a couple of linebackers. This is in order, but they got KJ Britt, a guy out of Auburn, the alpha male who, if this was 1993, probably would have been a day two pick, but he, he just can't run. You know, he's not a Devin White. He's not a Levante David. You know, he's he's not a Luke Keekley, He's not a Davis. He's a guy that they, they, he just can't run with guys coming out of the slot or the tight ends. Um, we got Mr. Irrelevant, the other linebacker, Grant Stewart. Big hair, don't care, just fire. Uh, these guys are going to be counted on to sort of bring, um, bring up the competition on the special teams. Uh, uh, bring those guys together and sort of make them a unit and uh, really take some pride in it and try to, you know, not that it's, you know, obviously the Bucks won the Super Bowl, so who really cares that they gave the most yard on kickoffs? Well, you know, if we didn't win the Super Bowl and Kansas City returned to kick, you know, and that that was sort of like a big problem, it was just something to point at. And since all the starters are back, that's all the Bucks really could do. Uh, they also got a guy at a BYU, a cornerback, uh, Wilcox, long, lanky, Bucks type. He's 6'2", over 200 pounds, hasn't missed a tackle since 2017. He ran a 4-2-3, uh, his personal best at his pro day. He's supposed to be a gunner right now. He's on the, uh, uh, I, not the IR, but what's the one where they put you on before training camp, they can bring you back sort of any time type of one. Pup so list. Her- pup list. Yeah, the pup list, yeah. So he's on the pup list. And I feel like I'm missing a guy, but maybe not. I think that's it. Yeah. So that was kind of like what they did the whole day. You know, all of uh, after day two, day three was all special teams guys. Um, Some of those guys aren't going to make the team. But to sort of round out your question, you know, to finish up very quickly, it's it's bringing everybody back in Giovard Bernard. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Do anybody on this panel disagree? With what um, Rand said about the Bucks getting better, I don't think you can disagree. I mean, until right yeah. now, they're the top dog in the division. Uh, right. They're returning yeah. everybody. Tom Brady's still. Tom Brady has got the fountain of youth hidden somewhere in his closet. <laughs> I assume. Bro, uh, pause. Yeah, pause. Yeah, I mean, it's the know, offensive man. line, man. They got a good offensive <laughs> line. They they yeah. they designed the plays so well for Brady, and then. You cannot forget my boy Todd Bowles and that dominant defense. Hey, not at all. That whole team is loaded. And Mike Evans and Gronk and Antonio Brown came there, man. Like, the fact that they brought everyone back, you know, the the Saints have been big-dogging everyone for the past four years, and and it feels like – the, the tables have turned and it's it's up to the bucks until somebody proves it otherwise so yeah i can't really agree with with uh too much of what ren said all right the, TJ. the end 
What about you? <laughs> um, I look. I know they won the Super Bowl, and you know, congratulations <laughs> to them. But it's not like they just actually just ran roughshod through the division. You know, like it's they. True. They they yeah. struck lightning in a bottle like right after week nine. You know that's exactly. when the light came on. Man, that's after our bye week. Yeah, that's when the chemistry started to uh, get together. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna be quite honest with you, man. Like I think the media really helped out the Bucks in a, in a tremendous way. Talking about them every single week, you know, hyping them up only for them to watch them fall like in some of those bigger games, those high profile games. Chicago. But it's it's it's, it's different. Thanks, like, you guys, it is different when you know nobody expect you to come you know what i'm saying like nobody see you coming but mm-hmm. the fact that you're the champions like you about to get every single person's best shot and a, and a lot of those games last season you know especially like in the second half it, it took some some second half heroics you know in order for them to try to get over that hump i remember when they played the falcons i mean yeah. the first half you know Bruh, falcons were let, me, lighting let me them tell up. you let me tell they, you I yeah mean, we was we but got yeah, 17 you, nothing i'll yeah, go off <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at it from, look, any team could get hot in, in the playoffs yeah. is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, think about back in, what was that, 2007, I want to say? Was that, you know what I'm saying, that when the uh, the New York Giants? Giants, yeah. Yeah, when, you know what I'm saying, the New York Giants yeah. played the New England Patriots week 17. That's when the Patriots won all the games. They went undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. But the Giants, I mean, they they backpedaled into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They had to go on the road every single game in the playoffs in order for them to get to the Super Bowl, and they won. So sometimes you can strike lightning in a bottle, and and, and it's easy for us to say that now, like, oh, they're the champions, and that it's the end of, end of story. But look, anybody can get hot at any time, but this team has to prove that they can actually do it. You know what I'm saying? Now that everybody's looking at them, and it's not going to be a shock to anybody that they're good. Everybody thinks you are good. You are the champions. Everybody is going to put themselves up against you. So they, they're going to get everybody best shot. We're going to see who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really are. Yeah. And, I, you know, far as you, you, you mentioned, Ren, about the special teams, mm-hmm. that was like y'all only weakness, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all got a solid good run game. Hopefully, Linda Fournette can stay healthy. Um, you just, you know, keep bolstering up the offensive line for, you know, for Brady mm-hmm. and add a little pieces here and there on your defense. But that special teams unit, that was the weakest link. And y'all got Keith Armstrong as y'all special teams coach, which tells yeah. you everything. But because I know everything, we know Keith Armstrong here in Atlanta. Right. And our, our, our offense, so our special teams unit was God awful. It's been God awful since Alan Rossum left. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't particularly, um, I guess, impressed by Keith Armstrong or the way his, you know, his his special teams played out there on the field. Obviously, you know, like they were last in the league and, and won key statistics. So, uh, but that's what they're going for. You know, it's uh, he's a friend of BA, and the rest of, the rest of the coaching staff is 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 tier one, um, and it's the biggest coaching staff in the league. And the Glazers let him do it. You know, they run two practices at once on two different fields. And, you know, they, they've uh, – they, the, Bruce Arians had his formula, sort of had his dream scenario. The Glazers said yes, and it just all sort of, you know, fell into place. Right. Um, you know, year one with when, when Jameis threw 30 picks, uh, you know, you just, you just can't win football games that way. Uh, and then Tom Brady just sort of fell in your lap. I mean, who would ever have thought, you know, a month before – 
you know, Tom Brady showed up that he was coming here or even leaving New England. And then Gronk showed up. It was just like a perfect storm. Yeah, you know, before net, and then y'all drafted the best lineman in the draft. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, we just, just Brady. Y'all, y'all actually improved the offense, you know? Yeah. And then the offense struggled AD. early, man. There were some games we were lucky to win the chargers game. We were lucky to win that game early on, you know? Um, uh, then we had like in the middle, we had a nice little streak, you know, with the Raiders, uh, but you know, but the saints beat the crap out of us twice and embarrassed the hell out of us on prime time. Then the following week, the chiefs did too, at least for the first half. Uh, so, and then, you know, the bye week sort of huddled around and, and what I saw was the coaching staff said, okay, we're going to do two things. We're going to do everything we can to keep Brady standing up, which means keeping Gronk and a lot more help out Donovan Smith, the left tackle. Um, not, every play but a lot more than he was and the second thing was todd bowles finally decided to instead of playing one high play too deep and uh play mesh man underneath and don't let anything over the top of your head and as soon as they started that with devin white and levante david speed in there to be able to cover those you know those windows the second and third windows crossing it all just sort of came together and 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 yeah you know like tj said they got we got we got hot and, uh, you know, and the offense started to improve more and more and more. You know, they scored uh, – they averaged over 30 points in the playoffs, and then the defense came alive. Devin White, like, turned into Ray Lewis for four games or three games, and it was – they raised a trophy, and we're all going, what the hell just happened? Like, like we did like, – it was like, what? Like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, like we say, y'all struck lightning in the bottle, you know, and <clears throat> we all had – chances this whole division had chances to strike luck like in the bottle you know 2016 in falcons we tried it um the panthers two thousand the year before that 2015 cam newton his mvp season and you know the saints you know the past three years you know being good and you know trying to you know capture that second super bowl for drew Brees, but you know couldn't get there so y'all pretty much y'all got the job done. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I, I I ending Drew Brees' career on an interception at home in the yeah, Superdome. That, I, I, that was that was terrible. That's, that's going to segue into <laughs> yeah, TJ. Yeah, no, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so we ain't, we ain't we ain't to do this. We not ready. To, we, we not about to do this. We not about to do this. We ain't fit to sit here and get his man all that credit. I'm not going to wrong. They they did fine. That's fine. We literally gave y'all two games. Literally. You gave like you gave everybody games. Yeah, we know that. We know that. We gave y'all two games. I'm not here. I got to sit here and watch this man literally have the same pose that he had in Super Bowl 51 at halftime. He's sitting on the bench with his head down, and he down three to four doggone scores. And what he do needs a comeback because my coaching staff want to be complete idiots. I don't understand. What the, I don't understand what the problem was. All you had to do is continue to do with the first half. Blitz this man. Put pressure on this man. Do something. You went right back to the cover three scheme that has not been working for God knows how long. And next thing you know, in the worst part of that game, especially the first matchup, the worst part is that you got an undrafted rookie guarding Antonio Clown. I'm sorry, Antonio Brown. I on the field like this man here. Like, don't get me wrong. This man is a walking stage for cancer. But yeah, I'm not gonna disrespect him and have a uh, uh, undrafted rookie guarding him one on one. That is, that's 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 barbecue ticket. What, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? 
Um, um, no, no. Now the Bucks, they, they, they y'all yeah, want to support. I'm happy I, for that. I gotta say this though, man, because of what you just said. Look how many times the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers had the opportunity to get that lightning in a bottle. But guess what? We didn't do it. None of our teams do it. The Buccaneers did it, man. So that's why I said earlier, like, look, we can say they struck lightning in the bottle. They did this. They did that. But at the end of the day, the Bucks brought it home. Like, they proved what all these other NFC South teams have not oh, wait done. Wait a minute. Hold on. Because... not done recently, man. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the Panthers and the Saints and the Falcons can trash talk each other. But right now, until proven otherwise, like, we're all trying to topple the big dogs in the division. I don't want wait, that to be true. We had it. True. We had it. We 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 had it. I'm the the Falcons literally had it. We were on a five game win streak to end the season and going to the postseason, winning several games, and all of a sudden we. <coughs> sorry, I got something in my throat because my dog <laughs> offensive coordinator didn't know how to dog run a football at the at the right time. That's what <coughs> I'm sorry. I still got something caught in my throat because my offensive coordinator don't know how to run the football when he should. No, Dirk Cutter yeah. never runs I, the football. Yeah, he don't. All right, so let's segue to TJ. All right, TJ, your turn to speak. And I know you've been holding back. So how did your team get better this offseason? We know y'all won a division. Uh, Drew Brees, he rode off in the sunset. Y'all, you know, um, Dan Campbell, I'm pretty sure that's – he was a good uh, coach, you know, for y'all staff, but y'all lost him to the Detroit Lions. But um, how did y'all get better? Um. Well, I think that uh, when Aaron Glenn left, they acquired uh, Chris Richard as the secondary coach. I mean, the Saints uh, over the last couple of years have been having issues in the secondary and actually having somebody like Chris Richard to come in who has had success in both places. He's been with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, being one of those guys that was one of the coaches with the Legion of Boom alone uh, with Dan Quinn and also just with the Dallas Cowboys, man. He had that defense uh, looking real good, you know, I mean, a lot of people was giving, like, Rod Marinelli, like, credit for that. But, man, Chris Richard, like, really had the defense uh, looking pretty good. I mean, you look at uh, Jalen, you know, J- uh, Jalen Jones and, uh, you know, Letha Vanderesh, you know. Those guys, since uh, Chris Richard left, I mean, those guys are mere shells of themselves. So, I think that it would be a plus for that. I mean, the Saints, you know, they're they retooling right now. I mean, when you lose a guy like Drew Brees for the last 15 years, I mean, he's been a face of the franchise. And it's hard to replace that. So a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty uh, with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, of course, you know Michael Thomas uh, waiting too long to get that uh, that surgery. Everybody's talking about. Uh, just found out Deontay Harris most likely going to have to serve a suspension. Then you have David Ayamada, uh, the defensive tackle of the New Orleans Saints. He's serving a six game suspension. So I mean, the Saints are going to have to find some ways in order for them to try to win some games. But the best thing that the Saints have going for them is the coaching staff, you know? The Saints have mm-hmm. one of the best coaching staffs uh, in the division. And as far as the division is concerned, man, look, I'm not one of those individuals that, you know, oh, we want a division. Look, I can care less about the division. Any one of y'all can have the division. I can care less. I care about them actually going to the playoffs and actually seeing it through. That, that's all I care about, you know? Like, because I'm uh, as a fan, I'm sick and tired of watching this team, like, win all these games in the regular season only to choke in the postseason. You know, it's, it's absolutely pathetic. So, me personally, I mean, I don't care about the division anymore. I mean, look, we done won the division on countless occasions and what did it got us? 
we was the number one seed was the number two seed was the number three seed home away you know what i'm saying here there everywhere we lose so i just want to see these guys actually perform in the playoffs i can't say how the saints have gotten better i just know that you know they're, they're going to be a solid football team they still got some good talented players on the team but look i'm not one of those saints fans that sit up here and oh it just would have happened nah man this was a good football team we blew it on you know what i'm saying several occasions we won a division look i, I got a t-shirt i'm pretty sure people that's you know Saints fans got a t-shirt it's good man but i'm gonna tell you something after you wash a t-shirt and a, and a wash it a couple times it starts to fade right but that mm-hmm. that Lombardi gonna always shine so that's all i care about that, that you know unless the saints Make it all the way to the, you know, say NFC Championship game, go to the Super Bowl. I can care less about the division. So I don't know if they got better, but I still think they're a playoff team. Y'all should hate the color purple, though. Why? Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Look, I don't hate. Look, I mean, I don't hate. I don't hate the Minnesota Vikings. I don't like they. You know. Look, Mike Zimba and Sean Payton are really good friends, and they've been on the coaching staff together. And one thing that you can say about them is that they know, you know what I'm saying, they got each other number. I mean, just like on Christmas, you know, on Christmas Day, uh, Calvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns in that game. So, I mean, to me personally, it really, you know what I'm saying, it really don't matter. The only thing that I care about is actually winning the division. I mean, not winning, I mean, going all the way through the playoffs. I don't care about the division anymore. Y'all can have it. Those those were teams that have been struggling over the last couple of years, like the Falcons and the Panthers. You know, we don't care about that anymore. We y'all y'all win the division, y'all are probably happy. I win well, the division. How do you don't want to win the division, and that's on, what y'all on, best on. at doing, bro. That's what y'all best at doing. That's winning the division. No, nah, <laughs> nah, What we're best mm. at doing, what we're best at doing, is actually beating each and every one of y'all. Period. Now the Bucks won the Super Bowl, <sighs> yeah, but at the same time. We waxed the, we've been waxing the Falcons, right? The Falcons, we have beaten them six over the last seven times. The Carolina Panthers, I mean, come on, man. Like, let's just be serious about this. Y'all don't have a snowball chance in hell. Like, y'all basically playing money ball right now. It, it y'all, had y'all to trying, be the Saints fan to get it started. I'm trying to figure out why y'all we bring up old dudes. It like, had to be the Saints fan to get it started. We're, we're talking we about ain't that. got the same coaching we, staff no more. We, okay. We, but did but, did y'all not did y'all not get swept by the Saints? Did the Saints not sweep this entire division in the regular season? Yes or no? Yeah, y'all did. Okay, no say. All right, no say. No say. But, so, but 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 you kind of but when you, but when you, you said you don't care about winning the division, I but don't. You kind of contradict yourself saying, "No, I'm not. That, oh, I, don't, I don't care about." But but we we beat everybody in the division. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, that, that's hey, what I'm saying. Hold on, he really did just say that. He said that we don't care about the division, but we go back about beating everybody in the division. That's two different things. That's two different things. There was sweet. There was a tweet making the rounds on Twitter today, uh, and it said, Welcome to Saints training camp. Quarterback one retired. Wide receiver one is hurt. Wide receiver three is probably suspended. Tight end one and two are gone. Defensive tackle one is suspended. Defensive tackle two and three are gone. CB one might get suspended. CB two is gone, and we don't have a kicker, but we have two punters. Wow. I'm saying if there's any year the Saints are going to slip, it's going to be this one. I, I, my yeah, question I, is, my question real quick. Saints got the best but, organization among every. And I give y'all y'all right credit now. on. I give y'all credit on that. My question. 
I'll give your credit on that. Y- y'all y'all got the coaching staff and y'all got a good front office. Hell, I, I can't I can't sit here and lie on that. We just got one of y'all y'all assistants to be y'all general manager. So and, I can't I can't say And not lie. to mention y'all tried to pilfer the accountant from the New Orleans Saints and Kyle Harley too. Let, let's not forget that too. Let's let's not forget that. Okay. And also also and also with the if, if, if with the Panthers, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers wasn't he on a coaching staff of the New Orleans Saints? And isn't the Carolina Panthers actually running the same type of offense that the New Orleans Saints have been running over the last couple of years? And isn't that the reason why they decided to get Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback last season? So as far as I'm concerned, but this, what that means, like, though, the like, Saints are the Saints are look, the Saints are cheers, right? Some of my people know what cheers is, right? The rest of y'all are Frazier, all right? If y'all know what I'm talking about, Frazier oh. coming to the bar with on cheers, and then he got his own show. So the Saints are the main show. The rest of y'all are a bunch of spin-offs. But we show uh, other though. Uh, Frazier, Frazier clearly is better, Frazier but it is my thing. Cheers, but who 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 starting as y'all QB? The Swiss Army Knife or Krogus? Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what? Here it is. It really don't matter because what did the Saints? What did this do? Yes, the quarterback. Last year, Taysom Hill won three in the NFL. The Saints, the Saints with Taysom Hill won. They went three and one last season. With Teddy Bridgewater, they went five and zero. Oh. When Josh, I mean, when Luke McCown was the quarterback, they was about to win that game. He threw for three hundred yards. That is the reason why I'm telling each and every one of y'all. You can you look the Saints are a better organization than all of y'all. If, if you don't believe me, when Christian McCaffrey went down, what did the Carolina Panthers do? When Julio Jones went down, what did the Falcons do? We serious. What other team would go to this guy's adversity? We lost games with Julio played. Julio was not the main factor while we won a loss. Let's eliminate Julio. Janora Jenkins, Marshawn Lattimore both missed the game, and the Saints still won. Uh, Michael Michael Thomas was out nine games last season, and the Saints still won twelve games. Drew Brees missed four games, and the Saints still won the division. Because Alvin it's called good coaching. Missed it's two good games. Coaching. Exactly. So what's it's the called like, coach? I'm not. We, we not disagreeing with that. Nobody in this division could weather the storm the way the New Orleans Saints have. So that's what I'm saying. Except for the team that won the Super Bowl last year, bro. That don't like, mean that, nothing. So you telling me? So you telling me? Wait, wait. So you're telling me? So you telling me? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, so you're telling me that that the that the New York Giants were a better football team than an undefeated New England Patriots team. It don't matter. They got the chip. No, 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 I ain't trying to hear it. Don't matter. No, they got the chip. That's the only thing that matters, bro. See, this is when this is when the media. This is when the media force feet. This is the type of stuff media people tell you. Because if that is reality, that means that Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Dan Marino because Nobody he ever had to have a Super Bowl. No, come on, man. You can't keep going. No, no, I'm just saying. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, people make it seem like championships tell the entire story. It does not. It don't. Any team that get hot in the playoffs, go to the playoffs and win. That does not mean that they're a better team. Can I be honest about that? The 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 Patriots in 07 
really, and I do mean really skated because they, they went through. They, they not only that, but they went. They hold on, listen to me. They went through a three game stretch where they played some shown up top tier defense. They saw Pittsburgh, they saw Baltimore, and they saw Philadelphia. And I mean, Brady struggled those three games. They was fortunate to get out of those games with wins. But they won. But they won. But they, they, they win now with the Giants part. I understand more people say if you play that game, you know, 10 out of 10, you know, that was that nine times out of 10 situation where the Giants get a win out of the ordeal. But people forget they played the Giants the very last game of the season. They only beat them 38 to 35. So, like, the Giants losing to, like, the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl really wasn't far-fetched. The Giants actually gave them the best chance. Like, I mean, they were probably the best team to actually give them the opportunity to beat them in the Super Bowl yeah. because the Giants played them the toughest. And they had a good, and they had hey. a good defense. And hold on, TJ. Let Go me ahead. tell you something. Let me tell you something. You want to know the real reason why the Bucks beat the um, Saints in the playoffs? You go back and you look at the numbers. You go back and look at DVOA football outsiders. Who had a better defense, the Bucks or the Saints? The Bucks. Y'all had a top ten defense. The the, y'all was like, I think y'all was ranked seventh at the time. Because in certain but, positions, but the Bucks, the Bucks was a top five. They had a, like, I think y'all was ranked like third or. Fourth depends field? on what you look at. Yeah, at the end now, of the y'all year, was, we y'all was top five. five. Y'all was in, we were, y'all we were, was in the top five. Yeah, we were five. By the end of the year, we were five in DVOA. Yeah, yeah. Randy, so, you don't have to jump in, man. I came here to defend the Panthers, not the Saints, man. I know, like I mean, you're defending the Bucks, the Bucks for me. I mean, I I don't know. Look, look, TJ is a passionate guy. You know, half the stuff he says is just, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> he contradicts himself like every other sentence. You know, like like he says, you know, like the Panthers are running the Saints offense like for the past like the past two years. The Saints offense is, oh, we got to throw the ball 20 yards down the field. We got to bring Taysom Hill in to do it because Drew Brees can't do it. Like that's 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 been the Saints offense. I mean, the guy was the guy was throwing punts on national TV when he when he played last year. Look, you know why the Saints weathered the storm in the past couple years? Because the roster was elite and their coaching staff was awesome. You know what's not elite anymore? Your roster. You know, it, like if I you guys kicked the can, you guys kicked the can down the road, and now you're paying for it. Like you're like, that's it. You're, it's gonna be like you said. It's gonna be a rebuilding year, and you want to, you know, you can sit here and talk about this and that, and, and you know, we've owned the division. You have, but right now, Breeze is gone. You're still paying him lots of money, and it's time to pay the piper. Like what are you talking like, about? Dude? Like Cody <laughs> just Cody just talked about <laughs> the tweet about all the guys you yeah. lost. Look At one point many, during many, the year, you had like twenty guys on your roster, and we're what still is this dumping dude talking people. About man, where y'all find these talking heads from? Like oh, okay. this dude, this dude talking mellow tone, and I'm, I'm he's doing his great Doug Gottlieb impression. To that man, like dude, man, miss me with that, dog. If the Saints were mean. not a, if the Saints were not a really good team, all they were a really good team. Now what it's over. Were? Okay, because why, it's why do you over. Say it is? What you say? Because what? you don't have a quarterback. You don't have you don't have corners anymore. Your interior defensive line now. Have you sucked. seen them play? Have you seen them play? The guys that have started you are not seen there. Them play. Have you seen them play? Yes or no? So okay. right. have you seen them play? No. Have you seen them play? Yeah, I have. I have. I, I have, where, and what, I've seen this coaching when, staff, and I've seen this coaching staff. How could you see these guys play over the last over the last four years? I've seen this team play. Have you seen them play? I'm talking about the guys that we talking about. We talking about the season. We not we not going. We not going off what happened last year. So they still don't have core players. I can't go. I can't go. Not as many as you. Not as season. 
All right, listen, listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you talking all about? All right, listen, listen. So Man, here's, the thing. Tripping, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. TJ. Here's the thing. Man, you okay, mentioned tripping. that that Joe Brady. Joe Brady was running the same same the same offense. Same. You do realize that most teams in the NFL they replicate the same offenses, right? Yeah. Now, Coast, everybody now, like the West Coast offense. It's yeah. so many variations of it in the NFL. But there's different. You know, that's, that's West Coast offenses in college run, football. Okay, so running it to a point where in press conferences they say they basically know what's going to come before it actually happens. What? So, sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, it don't matter, man. You know, okay. what you say it don't matter anyway. Right. Like it don't. Like it don't, man. Like I, I like to I like authentic people. I don't I don't like people that that, you know, steal other people's style and say I don't, I don't know what it. I'm talking about. The NFL, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. The NFL ain't been nothing but a copycat these yeah, way back when. Like, I'm not even talking about the NFL right now. I'm just talking about what he said. Like what? It don't matter, man. Next question. Uh, all right, so let's let's <laughs> hey y'all let's let's just let's let's stay respectful, all right? But yeah, I agree with you. Y'all do have an elite coaching staff. Y'all front office is immaculate. It just y'all roster is, you know, time will tell. Time will tell with that. So, all right, on to the Panthers. Um, y'all was ranked third in the division last year. Um, under um y'all first year head coach Matt Rule. Um, I think y'all had a good draft last year in 2020, and um, y'all played okay. You know, the ceiling wasn't that high for you guys, and y'all coming into this 2021 season. But what did you guys do this offseason to get better? Well, first things first, we got Teddy Bridgewater out the paint, bro. The yeah, Panthers had the Panthers had the ball in Teddy Bridgewater's hand at the end of the game, with the game on the line eight times and Teddy Bridgewater failed to do anything about it and anytime something went wrong he put the blame on oh we weren't practicing enough in the red zone or oh DJ ran the wrong route and you got to understand this is coming off of the same year where the Panthers got rid of Cam Newton Luke Kuechly retired uh Greg Olson went uh you know left the football team this team went through a tremendous turnaround and we haven't had the quarterback play to really elevate our offensive weapons for years now. Uh, DJ Moore has had to deal with hurt Cam Newton, uh, Kyle Allen, and, and Teddy Bridgewater. And our offense has suffered dearly because of it. Um, I think in the offseason, we didn't, uh, did a ton to get better. On defense, we couldn't stop the run to save our life. Uh, so we got rid of Tareer Whitehead. Brian uh, Denzel Perriman to, pay, to play middle linebacker, and Hassan Reddick to come off the edge to bolster our pass rush. Um, we feel fantastic uh, going into this year about our defense, especially when you look at the players that we brought in uh, in free agency and in the draft, man. Uh, J.C. Horn, that's the defensive rookie of the year this year, bro. I'm yeah, calling my I, shot. I'm J calling that too. J.C. Horn is a dog. And look. I'm pumped that the Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts because I think that J.C. Horn versus Kyle Pitts, like that's going to be must-see TV two times a year. I mean, and it was when South Carolina played Florida. So um, we're yeah. really excited about the upgrades that our defense uh, has made. The real question is this, what is Sam Darnold? And as of right Trash. now, we're hoping 
There's a guy, there's a guy that covers Falcons football. He's a low key Jets fan, but he said Sam Donald is better than Matt Ryan. Uh, we not, no, 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 no. Remember this conversation right here, though. Remember all y'all laughing It's on video, bro. Because let me tell you what, the the team that you're drafted to matters. Okay, mm-hmm. so listen, I, I, Sam Darnold, I'm keeping the same energy for everyone. Sam Darnold has to go out there and prove it. I'm not sitting here and telling y'all that Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the future for the Panthers because I don't know that. He might not be. He might end up sucking and be the same quarterback that was with the Jets. But what I do think is the kind of physical ceiling that he has is way more than, than Teddy Bridgewater or Kyle Allen. And we have the type of offensive coordinator and the type of weapons to get the best out of him. He's never had a DJ Moore. He's never had a Robbie. Or he did have a Robbie Anderson. He's never had a Terrace Marshall. He's never had a Christian McCaffrey. So if there was any situation for Sam Darnold to be able to turn around his career, this is the year for him to do it, man. It's put up or shut up. And as of right now, I'm optimistic until, until I see evidence that I shouldn't be. Yeah. All right, Damon. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Saints signing Brian Poole. I think that's a good. I think that's a good signing. I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, y'all need y'all. They need corners, and I think Poole Poole for what he is, he's serviceable enough. You know, he's not gonna just be. He's not gonna beat out Lattimore or anything like that. But if yeah. y'all coaching staff puts him in the right position, he could. They will. He can make. He can make plays, but like. Yeah, but like you said, y'all coaching staff pretty de- is pretty good, so y'all could I can see y'all making sure he's not out his element or anything like that. Dennis Allen is one of the best defensive coordinators in the game right now, so I I, I know that they'll put him in. A, I want to go that game. far, but uh, <laughs> Dennis Allen's good. He ain't the best. I, I, I ain't I'm saying he's the better. best, but he's good. He's, like he's, he's like if he's if, I, if I'm if I'm looking at if I'm looking at the top tier defensive coordinators. In the league right now, Dennis Allen is in the top ten. You cannot I mean, disagree not, with that. That's not saying much, you know. That's, I mean, what you? Oh, that ain't look, saying we've much. We've been looking for somebody that's been in the top ten. We ain't had we had a defense. I mean, a defensive minded person here in a minute, bro. When you when you have prosperity, man, look, you you ain't just looking at the bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't out here shaking a cup on a corner. You know what I'm saying? So. We want better, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like that's what I'm saying. Like, when when you have success, you don't really care about like you want better. Like, Ooh, do you I, want I, Raheem Morris? Nah, I want something. I want something better. <laughs> I think I want to see the team elevate. That's what I want. Mm. All right. So, um, Cody. Um, so, yes, you, sir. <clears throat> so. You just mentioned everything about the Panthers getting better. Um, like I said, I like the J.C. Horn pick. Um, I thought if the Falcons was going to trade, you know, back, you know, in that 10th spot, I thought we was going to pick like a J.C. Horn type of player. But we didn't. We picked Kyle Pitts, which right now that helped us out because Julio, he dipped. So, um, but yeah. But as far as our quarterback situation go, I I'm never gonna be sold on Sam Donald. I'm just gonna be real with you on that. Um, I think y'all defense will play better this year. Um, do anybody disagree with what Cody said? 
No, not at all. I mean, I'll go on a limb here and I'm not trying to start anything, but I think the, I think the Panthers come in second place in the division. Okay. I do. I think I think Matt Rule knows how to turn around a program real fast. Yeah. Um, they have concentrated almost all their draft picks on the defensive side of the ball the past two years. Um, uh, you know, everyone thinks that the Brady offensive coordinator is a gift from God. Teddy Bridgewater, so it wasn't a fit. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you got Darnold. We'll see. That's a huge, of course, question mark. But, you know, they've got the running back in place. They've got the wide receivers in place. Uh, their offensive line, the left tackle, they've had been trying to solve for years. Uh, but, you know, but like, I, you know, I know TJ's going to disagree, but I, the Saints roster just isn't what it was and has been the past five years. It's just not. You know, Sean Payton's going to razzle-dazzle and get you two or three more wins than, than any other coach would. But, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a struggle for the Saints to get 10 years. And the Falcons are starting over. You know, I, I just don't see your defense really making a huge improvement. Um, losing Julio Jones, that can't be a plus. Yeah, I like Pitts, but again, that's it's a question mark. Uh, I don't think he's going to fail. He's probably like one of the most can't-miss prospects that was drafted. But, you know, like just saying, oh, Kyle Pitts is going to tear up the league, you got to see it at least one year before, you know, you really believe it. So, like, like I like I like the Panthers' chances, you know, to come in second place. I really do. And to piggyback and- on what Ren said, too, Matt Rule, if you look at his time at the coach of Temple and Baylor, first year was always terrible, bad. Then that second year comes, and then things start to take off, and they build. And that's why they paid Matt Rule all that money and gave him a seven-year contract that NFL owners were pissed off about everywhere because they believe that Matt Rule is going to be able to build a culture of, of, of winning football. And, you know, again, like, I find this funny, like, with the Panthers and the Saints. Like, the Panthers and the Saints have a very similar situation going on at quarterback. Like, we're both hoping that a once-upon-a-time top-five draft pick can reclaim that former glory and live up to to their uh, expectations because Jameis Winston hadn't done that. He still has to prove that. I know most fans don't believe that Taysom Hill is going to come up and be the starter. So uh, Jameis Winston has to turn it on and really prove some stuff this year. And so does Sam Darnold. Like, Sam has a ton to prove, and that's why I'm not mad at any of y'all for saying, hell no, I don't believe in Sam Darnold. Why would I believe in Sam Darnold? He does have to prove it. I'm just of the mindset that Sam, he uh, has the potential to really turn it on here in Carolina. And, again, it's only day two of training camp right now, but all the early indicators – are that he is throwing uh, beautiful vertical passes down the field, uh, and making a really good connection uh, with Terrace Marshall early on, uh, the rookie out of uh, LSU that we drafted in the second round. Uh, we're building this team in the right direction, and um, I'm I'm just excited about uh, what the what the Panthers can do this year. I, I think we're going to have a top five defensive line or front seven. And I'll take that to the bank, bro. I'll, it's possible defense. y'all should have that um now if sam Darnold plays well and, and like Rand said they come second in the division uh joe brady's gonna be a head coach in 2022 i'm, I'm just calling it like it is now yeah. okay so look i want y'all's right. opinion on this bro me and that dude are the same age we're both 31 years old okay mm-hmm. Let, let's say all right, whatever let's say the panthers have the best offensive season in the history of the nfl like if you're the owner of an NFL franchise, 
are you hiring a 32 year old to be your head coach yeah like it don't matter if you if, if you proving yourself if you proving yourself that you can that you can run a team and your style your style of play and you actually calling the plays yeah that like, might be should... a fan trying to talk themselves into like keeping brady around a couple more years <laughs> like, yeah. they won't come get him he's too young no yeah. he'll be he'll yeah, be here for another four let... or five years yeah i don't think he'll be here for five years i i just think uh you know i know he's eventually going to be gone so you know we're going to have to prove if sam has a good year he's going to have to prove that he can do it outside of the system that joe brady implemented yeah 100 percent. now i'm about to ask you this question yeah. When y'all drafted J.C. Horn, yeah, y'all left two quarterbacks on the um on the mm. table: <laughs> Justin Fields and um Mac uh, Jones, Mac Jones, Jones from Alabama. Panthers so, and the Falcons decided to pass on Justin um, Fields. <laughs> do do the Falcons really need a quarterback? Come on now, no, we don't. Okay. All right, I've been telling people that we do not need a quarterback. Shut up, I got it. Shut up, I got it. All right, but you continue to talk. <laughs> so uh, now here's the thing y'all had Justin Fields on the table so do y'all are y'all cool with Sam Darnold or do y'all wish y'all would have just drafted Justin Fields I mean look so you know I, I scout college players for draft tech you know and you know I, I, I watch film I, I try and do my best to uh, you know make my, my top 10 follow me on Twitter and on draft tech um, I loved jc horn that was the number one corner on my board so yeah i'm i love jc horn and i think that no matter what justin fields turns out to be uh you know i think that we have a shut down um you know defensive all pro on our football team right now so i love the jc horn pick no matter what with that right. said yeah i i had uh justin fields ranked as my number two player on my top 100 big board <laughs> Uh, I mean, I really did. I mean, having knowing him and Trevor Lawrence and seeing what they've been able to do throughout, you know, their career, those two were the number one and two quarterbacks, you know, from high school all the way up into college. But I don't know what you're laughing at, man. That's straight facts, bro. Justin Fields is a dominant quarterback, and uh, I think no, I'm laughing one, at. I'm laughing one, at the chat, dude. One, I'm, I'm laughing okay, at the chat. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'll jump back. I'll jump back. But look, I'm just saying, like Justin Fields. Yeah, we're going to have egg on our face if Sam Darnold just turns out to be terrible and uh, and Justin Fields goes and balls out for Chicago. Dude, I don't want to hear about Matt Jones. I, I, I ain't trying to hear about Matt Jones. Yeah, I, he, that, Matt I'm Jones thankful. going to a good system. So, it, it's, yeah. you know. And yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm happy not... that he's not. I'm just happy that he's not a Panther because we would not have been able to to build the kind of team around Matt Jones that, that – you know, would have benefited him, I think. So yeah, I'm not. I, I disagree with you on the Justin Fields thing, and I'm not finna get into that rabbit hole because we had to deal with Justin Fields for like four months. Yeah. In, uh, here in Atlanta, and I was just so happy when you know when we was at four and we we heard Kyle Pitts' name being heard, and we was like, oh man, I was jumping for joy. But anyway, <laughs> um, so all right, Latravis, so Falcons. We know we've seen it these past few years have not been good under Dan Quinn, Thomas Dimitrov. We got them out of here. Um, we know the main thing, how we got better this offseason. Coaching staff and hiring a, a good GM. You agree or disagree? 
I agree, but I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with the Panthers fan because you know we 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 probably gonna look like fools because you know Justin Fields, man, he was the best thing since last year was invented. We got to trade. We should have traded Matt Ryan because you know he's old, even though he's just only 36, and Brady at 4,500. But Brady, you know, Matt 36 years old, and he's old. He can't get the job done. We 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 place the blame on everybody on the franchise, but the guy that's still consistently here. You know, I don't know why we keep this man. This man, screw all that, dog. Like, no, this our team. We definitely improved in what we have done. Uh, bringing in Terry Fortune. No, thank you, Saints. Thank you, TJ. We we greatly appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> bringing in Arthur Smith. Now, here's what people don't understand about bringing in Arthur Smith and the coaching staff that we brought in. Like the Falcon, the Falcons' biggest issue, literally since Matt Ryan been here, has been coaching with Mike Smith. When he, he he had a fire in he had a fire in him at first and then somehow it died out and then you know being that conservative situations like we have a decent lead and then next thing you know you want to quote unquote try to run the clock out but then you don't got too conservative to the point that you don't lost some of the tempo in your offense your defense still ain't really been that good so you had that situation Dan Quinn oh my God I don't even know what to get with that guy. Like, this dude here, he had every slogan on the man, you know. But first of all, I, I'm going to ask y'all as fans, even though if you blow a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl, would, would you be happy that your coach would come up with a T-shirt, a T-shirt slogan says, embrace the suck? I, I need honest answers. I need more context, but with that, no. Well, no, that, 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 that's the question. He, he, asked, he came up with a slogan that says, you know, after we blew a 28-3 lead, he said he came out with a slogan today on a T-shirt that says "Embrace the suck." Would you be like happy the, to have that? Yeah, that your coach like come up with that. the sucky feelings or the sucky thing that happened to us, like own it. And I mean, just in general, in or just general, like embrace would you, that we would suck. You get, I mean, what else was that, he supposed to do, man? Like it was the worst loss in Super Bowl history. What else is he supposed to say to his team coming off of that? Like, there's nothing to say. There's nothing good to say after that. You just got to start over, man. I mean, I don't know about Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn was not uh, a great coach from the jump. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were supposed to say in that situation. Of course, I mean, suck coming off a of 28-3, bro. That's that's going to suck no matter what. So, I don't, I don't know what he should have said in that scenario. TJ? Uh, look, man, I think that it was just time you know I'm, I'm interested to see what the falcons gonna do like seriously man i'm, I'm glad that y'all got uh those guys up out of there man because to be quite honest with you man arthur blank really set y'all boys back man really trying to hold on to the front office that y'all had you know not really putting the right pieces in place not getting the right coaching staff and um you know, hopefully these guys can come in man and change the culture you know what i mean terry fine no i'm just rooting for him man he's a louisiana guy and um you know brother of color you know what i'm saying I, I got a roof on you know what i'm saying but um I, i'm interested to see man i mean y'all got a lot of talent on the team and stuff like that and you know hopefully y'all fix the issues you know on the front line get be able to get pressure on the quarterback i think that'll help y'all secondary out quite a bit uh, nah, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Hopefully y'all put more eight, emphasis on the yeah. running game also, man. The first, uh, you know what, that, that's Smith, what first thing Arthur Smith did when he became the head coach, he fired Chris uh he fired Chris uh what's his last name? Chris Morgan. 
was mm-hmm. the offensive line coach from the previous right. regime. Got him out right. of here. Because yep. Arthur Smith, he's a he's an offensive line uh, coach by mm-hmm. trade. Right. All right. He knows about the trenches. All right. And we we drafted two linemen. We drafted da- uh, Drew Diamond and we drafted Jalen Mayfield from uh, Michigan. Good. Uh, who I like so much. And then um, <clears throat> we brought in Mike Davis, who was a former Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kept uh, Quadre Olison. Olison been on the dog on practice squad. And did not participate. He was on the um, reserve list forever. We drafted this dude what, back in what, 2019, I believe? 19, and he yeah. was like a and, fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 wait, he, he suited up for probably three games since he's been here. The, the last, yeah, it. the last three games in 2019. And that's it. That's when he played. And and the crazy part, of, we had a, we had a beat, beat, a pit, beat, beat writer. On the show, and he's it's like right. asking questions, he's like, "Yeah, Pittsburgh. yeah." And he and he asking questions like, "Why isn't he not getting touches? Like, has he been hurt?" And like, we had to tell him, like, "No, he's just been on the list." And they look like, "Well, why y'all drop the guy and you're not giving no touches? He's actually a decent back." We saying the same thing, but apparently, uh, with Dan Quinn coaching staff, they they didn't see it. He just was sitting on the bench. Now that he's been like, now with the new regime in, you've been hearing all type of great stories about this man. He's having a solid camp. He's doing this. He's doing that. So now, like, he's pretty much, from my understanding, from my view, he looked like he's going to be our, our number two back. But, like, I mean, with the guys that we have, you know, we have Mike Davis, who was solid for the Panthers last year, Quadra Olison, who really don't have no mileage on him at all because he barely played. Then you bring in Cordell Patterson, who's going to be, like, your gadget guy. And then, you know, we have this undrafted rookie in, uh, uh what is his name, Jalen Hawkins, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I know his last name. Louisville, from Louisville. Yeah, from Louisville. Like that. He's a he's a dynamite. He has like to me, he has a lot of Darren Sproles potential in him. But like, um, with that being said, though, like I said, though, we have to be able to block up front to protect not only just protect Matt, but you also have to open up running lanes. Like I don't care what comes and goes. I don't care how great your QB or a quarterback's best friend is a running game. No matter what, no matter what the situation is. So hopefully with Arthur Smith bringing in, he's be able to like help our trenches grow and you know bring some continuity and like like player development across the board on the offensive line and of course defensively. I love the DMPs hire. Yes. Uh, yes. This guy here has done things with defenses that might not have the best names, but like I mean you can see the clear difference in the Titans in 2019 versus the Titans. In 2020, their defense was not the same defense that it was in 2019 when DPs retired. And the fact that this man retired, but then when he heard that Arthur Smith took the job in Atlanta, like people think that Arthur Smith called him. Oh, no, he called Arthur Smith and said, I want to coach with you in Atlanta. So for him to even take that consideration and then have his son to resign as a high school coach or wherever he was to come be his understudy in Atlanta. Like I feel like we are set up for a decent future, and and where we could be more competitive. The main thing I hate about football, and I don't care if it's the Falcons, it could be the Saints, whoever. I don't like stupid football, and that what I what especially when the, the last regime. That's what I had to endure the whole time. Stupid football. It didn't make sense. The play calls was atrocious, offensive and defensively. Or uh, if you have something going swell for you in the first half. They went totally against it. 
in the second half, hence the comeback win again with the with the with the Buccaneers in week week fifteen. Like it made it made no sense. Like I, even hey, even the Cowboys lost. You literally your special team coach literally told those guys not to test the football, and then when he recovered the onside kick, everybody looking like what. I didn't expect that to happen. What you mean you didn't expect that to happen? The ball is rolling. If it goes 10 yards, you they the other team can recover. It was right there rolling in front of like several soccer players and nobody jumped on it. Like nobody just everybody just looked at it like, wow, that's a pretty football right there. It's rolling on the ground. Like that's stupid. That is just stupid. Like the like the soccer coaching staff in the last especially the last five to six years has been absolutely, utterly atrocious. And I'm just it's glad it's they're it's gone. Like, I'm glad we have a new regime. It's, it's some of the Falcon fans too. Like they dumb stuff. Like we losing games against the Bears and, and the Cowboys. Oh, every day. Oh, it's Matt Ryan fault. How? But you give up a ten point lead against the Cowboys in like less than four minutes, and the man didn't touch the field at all. How can you blame that loss on him? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, like I said, at least with y'all coaches, y'all coaches staff in our division, at least y'all, they, at least they smart for the most part. They don't really do nothing. It may, they may do some stuff that question it every now and then. Everybody have a brain fart here and there. But when you look at the Falcons, like if y'all, if anybody ever invested in like NFL Game Pass and just do film study on the Falcons, you would literally get several games like why. Like the play calls just be like, why? Like, why would you run that play? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? And then when something goes wrong, the first thing, especially like offensively, if say if Matt throws a pick or throws in or nearly a pick, the first thing somebody says, it hey, man, Matt Ryan so he did this, that, and third. I'm looking like, but if you pay attention, the defense is sitting on this. They know this play is coming. You're not running on misdirections. Only thing Dirk you do Kitter, is line up and Dirk just Kitter's go. Dirk play calling was so predictable, man. Even a middle mm. school coach can figure him out. Mm. I remember those even, days. Even Ren, like Ren shaking his head. He know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Y'all did have cutters, y'all coach, in, uh, in, in Tampa. Oh, Jesus. They fired Lovey Smith. They fired Lovey Smith. I'm glad I'm glad about that. Just to bring Dirk Cutter as a head coach. Like, why? Before y'all went on y'all run. Before y'all went to y'all run, when y'all beat us in week 15, I watched several of y'all beat riders literally throw that win under the bus. Because they was like, we only won because the Falcons defense sucked and Derek Cutter's their offensive coordinator. They like, y'all beat riders was tweeting this. Like, that's the only way they won. The Falcons had us beat. They had us, they, they didn't even believe in the Super Bowl chance because they were just looking like, no, the Falcons had us done. We were dead to rights to them. But the fact that they have a horrific defense. And they hit, and they offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter, which we all know by experience, he cannot call an offensive to save his life. They, they like it, it probably was a shot to them that they, they actually won the Super Bowl because they was looking like we have no opportunity to win the Super Bowl. We get the playoffs, and they even had themselves losing possibly to the Saints in the second round. But we see how that came, how that played out for everybody. So it went from there. But just like like I said, with the Falcons, man, we just had her, our biggest issue has always been our coaching being stupid like we actually have been having the talent but when you can't coach nobody or you can't groom a player like or have player development you're not going to be successful you're going to always fall short or you will always fall by the wayside because you're not doing what you're supposed to do in that area and now tj i could kind of somewhat agree about the head coaching part because me personally 
and I know y'all, I don't know how y'all might have felt about this, but I thought we should have had Rex Ryan back in 15 before we took Dan Quinn. That was my thought. Now, I, I, I obviously said that because I watched Rex Ryan turn a middle-of-the-pack defense in 2008 into the number one defense in the NFL in 2009. So I felt like if you could take a piss-poor Falcons defense that's like ranked 28 to 32 in the NFL and at least make us at least top 20, I could take, I could take that. Because, I mean, of course, they remember, like, well, the offense he had was trash. Of course, they, it, he had Sanchez. Who's going to win with Sanchez? I don't I, understand you know, that. I, like, said this, I said this before, it's, you know, before we hired Dan Quinn, because it was Quinn. I believe Rex Ryan got interviewed, and then um, we also interviewed Todd Bulls. We should have just went on. Like I said, I wanted Rex, but Rex wasn't – I kind of figured he wasn't going to get the job. But they should have just went on and just hired Todd Bulls. Todd Bowles would have came in a better situation here in Atlanta than he did in New York. You had you had a good offense. You just had to work on the defense. That's it. And Todd Bowles is a way better defensive play caller than Dan Quinn. That's not an opinion. That's facts. Go look at the numbers. So, do y'all disagree with anything we said on how we got better? Uh, yes, we drafted Kyle Pitts. Um, <clears throat> Julio's gone. We know that. Um, what else? We got some good free agents. In, free agents in here. I like Fabian Moreau. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be good for us. Um, but other than that, do y'all disagree with what we said? No. I don't really disagree too no. much, man. Like I, I feel like there's a lot. I feel the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons are question marks. Like that's one. Like I, I feel like any of these teams could really be anywhere. You know, on the on the spectrum of, you know, I know they added another game this year. So what, two and fifteen, to you know, fifteen and two? Like I I, I don't know that there. It seems like every possibility is alive for all three of these teams. Um, I I don't know. I just think the, the it's it's going to be tough for the Falcons to one lose Julio Jones. Two, you've got brand new coaching staff. Like there's there's going to be some some turnaround. Uh, I'm not even saying this as a Panther fan trash talking, man. Like I just, I don't, I don't know if this is going to be the year for Atlanta, just because they've got so many uh, uh, moving parts that are new from last year. Um, I'm just going to be interested to to see how this, how the Falcons look. But here's here's my yeah. thing. Everybody keeps talking about Julio Jones, Julio Jones, Julio Jones. Yes, he's a good wide receiver, but people forget how Matt Ryan played before Julio got here in 2011. He was offensive rookie of the year in 2000, 2008. All right. Made the Pro Bowl his third season. Yes. Like, he, like people keep saying, well, well, Julio made Matt Ryan. That's false. That's false. Yeah, I don't really think that, you know, people are all talking. The reason people bring up Julio, in my opinion, is because, like, who'd you replace him with? That's, that's you know, when you take away someone who's good as Julio Jones, like, are you pointing to Kyle Pitts? Like, who did you replace him with on the wide receiver core? So I, I think mean, that's I mean, where people sort of come after that thing. I at least from, you know, down here, it's not – when we talk about the Falcons, it's not that Matt Ryan sucks. Like, we, we all like Matt Ryan. We think he's a really good quarterback. But when you – like, it'd be like the Bucks missed, you know, taking away Mike Evans, you know, well, our receiving core. But, like, like Thomas from the Saints, and you don't replace him with anybody. Okay, you replace him with one of these unicorn tight ends, but you're still kind of like, uh, well – 
who, you know, you still got to throw the ball to the outside. So I think that's where people kind of, you know, fall when they bring up Julio Jones, it's like, you know, there wasn't a high draft pick or, you know, there wasn't sort of, there's not this guy in the hopper, uh, you know, to replace him. Of course, Calvin Ridley's had, you know, had his best year and, and he's really coming out of his shell. But, you know, it's those two guys, one's gone, who are you replacing with the like who's stepping in the other guy's shoe? Let say, me, you, you have, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on. You you had you have Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley had over a thousand yeah. yards his last year. Yeah, great People season. Also, Russell Gage. Russell Gage okay. had over what eight hundred yards last mm-hmm. year. That boy is good. I love okay. Russell Gage. Really was sick of team all pro too. Yes, exactly. And then on top of that, you got to hit, hit, once again, Arthur Smith, he loves to utilize his tight ends. You have Hayden yeah. Hurst and you have Kyle Pitts. Oh, that's right. You guys got Hurst. I forgot about that. So Can you I, got I'm going to say this about Julio, though. I understand how great Julio talent is. I really get it. But one thing I can tell any and everybody, I'm pretty sure y'all look agree to this. The best, the greatest ability is availability. <laughs> yeah. So, he, like... Him, I mean, like, I mean, he don't. I mean, he, he, yeah, like you, like you, you can't be the number one guy and you on the sideline on third down, and I got to rely on Russell Gage to get the first down for me. Like, that's not cool. I don't care what comes and goes. Like, if you, if you're supposed to be our guy, you need to be on the field on crucial downs, not on the sideline with you know taking a sip of water, showing off your gold chain. Talk about you know bad and bougie on the sideline with amigos. I don't I don't care about none of that. Like, <laughs> play football. Play football. That's is it unreasonable? Is it unreasonable to say that Kyle Pitts is probably all his number one receiver going into this year, even though he's he got to be no Kevin Ridley is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to put that pressure Kyle on him. Pitts Kevin has, is Kevin. Kyle Pitts has to prove himself. Everybody keep giving this man. So much, you know, attention. Like he got to prove himself. Yeah, he to, because we all know the talent is there. We all know the talent is there. But you, you ain't playing that one NFL down here. You, yeah, you ain't playing. You ain't played a snap yet. Like you have to prove yourself. And then not only that, like the same these Falcons fans. Some of these Falcons fans. We we drafted a guy named Frank Darby in the sixth round. All right, from Arizona State. Like he was hype. You know, dancing and singing and stuff. Oh, I'm ready to go to Atlanta. And all this other stuff, and like everybody hyping this man up to be the next Julio Jones. I'm like, bro, he was drafted in the sixth round for a reason. Yes, I get it. There are gems in the in the later rounds. I get that. But let these boys play. Let's see mm-hmm. what these guys got before y'all start like hyping these men, hyping these guys up. Like I I, I just don't I, I I don't like that. Let's see what we let's see how these guys play their first year. If they make you know all rookie team or whatever. They make a Pro Bowl appearance, or they just be serviceable enough to make our team better than what it was last year. Then yes, I I be the I be the first person to eat my crow and say yeah, y'all right, y'all was right, I was wrong. Calvin really got to prove he's the number one wide receiver. I don't think so. I don't think so. He already proved that he has the numbers. Yeah, and you know, like you pointed out earlier, like it, it was. I always found it really weird. Like it'd be third down and sort of you know a big moment of the game and. Calvin really was on the sidelines. Plus, he, you know, he was hurt a lot last year. So Calvin was kind of like the number. He was the number one guy a lot of the year. I thought he proved it last year, to me at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and end the show soon. And we're going to – who – like I know we said we don't care about divisions, but we all in this umbrella called the NFC South. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Atlanta kid, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at the pick in a little bit, man. I've been kind of engaged, um, you know, with the show. I'm gonna go look at it. Um, who's gonna win this division? I'm gonna start with. I don't you, know, man. but this Kimberly Watson woman is funny to me. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, if y'all night. haven't subscribed to the channel, <laughs> hey, if y'all haven't subscribed to the channel, go subscribe to the channel, you guys. We on the road to 3K. Um, you know. I, I think I think it's the Bucks division to lose. Um, do I think that you know? Do I like what the Panthers are putting together? Yeah. Am I afraid of the Saints coaching staff and some of their core players? Yes, but I still believe the roster is not as good now as it was last year. Um, am I afraid of Atlanta? Not really. Could we lose both games to Atlanta? Yeah, but we'd lose fifty-six to fifty-two. Um, and I just don't really you kind of see that happening. So I yeah I think I think it's the Bucks division to lose. You know, of course Brady goes down, or maybe the young secondary is is my you know biggest uh, sort of. They were very up and down last year. Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunting, they all caught fire after the bye week. Carlton Davis is very unrated as a corner, uh, but you know even though as as great as all the accolades Devin White's getting, he couldn't cover anybody for the first three quarters of the year like i would say it on my podcast every week like devin white's a liability in coverage you can't cover he just didn't get it came back from COVID after missing the washington game and like it was like he took a crash course and aced it like it was a complete change but that doesn't mean it's going to happen this year so you know the young secondaries with dean being up and down sean murphy bunting being up and down in the slot uh you know that's what i worry about so the defense that we saw at the end of the year through the playoff run going through you know breeze uh rogers and mahomes isn't necessarily the defense buck fans are going to get week one versus dallas it's you know that was that's high that was real a high bar that they set there um but again i think um the bucks are going to have to beat themselves or some significant injuries, some key players, or maybe we get, you know, COVID runs through us and the NFL says we're not, you know, if you're, you're out, you're out and you're forfeiting, something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I got the Bucks winning like, you know, 13 games, 12 games, like, you know, 11 minimum, but really it's like a 12 and up for me. Uh, and then that's, you know, that's, that's the fan talking, of course, but I think, you know, second place in the division, like you can win this division with nine games, probably take 10, but you know, you go, you go nine and what's that? Nine and eight. Like you, you can win this division or you could come in second. So that's where I'm at. Hey, for all the people who came in for the saints guys, no one's jumping on TJ, man. TJ is like a big brother to me, man. Y'all stop. Right. Nah, I'm not uh, concerned about that. Like, <laughs> well, we jumped on this man. I'm trying to. I'm kind of. Like, we jumped on him. Ain't nobody jumping on this man. Like we talk, we over here talking football, man. Look, we 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 got different opinions. That's just how it is. And hey, we 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 cool over here. So, all right, TJ, who you think gonna win this uh, division, man? I mean, you got to give the the nods to the Buccaneers. You know, what I mean, they they the team that's solid. You know, like uh. Like uh, he mentioned, I mean, they didn't lose anybody. You know what I'm saying? They was able to bring, like, all those guys back. Like, the only thing that concerns me um, about them is the fact that they are the Super Bowl champions. And like I said, I mean, they're going to get everybody's best shot. So you're going to have teams that don't have no business of being in a game with the Buccaneers going to be, you know, going to be there in the end. So this is the year that's going to get them battle-tested, you know? I mean – 
far as you know i have to say i disagree about the saints position you know i, I just think that the saints have a really good coaching staff i think that they're going to be there uh, i mean the, the thing that that gives me optimism about them is the fact that you know the saints you know they never just really just get blew out of games you know what i'm saying like they lose mm-hmm. but it like always like be like right in 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 the thick of things so I, that that comes from having a really good coaching staff they make really yeah. good second half adjustments mm-hmm. uh and i think as long as they can continue to do that uh they'll be just fine and um like i said at the beginning man i mean this isn't to me this isn't about winning the division because like i said the division to me as a saint fan don't really mean much you know what i'm saying especially since they've had like year after year of disappointment i just want to see them make the playoffs that, that's all man yeah. they make playoffs make a run if you just so happen to lose just lose to a team that that's just better than you okay not you you just look like world beaters the entire regular season and then all of a sudden like look like the, the you know the jaguars last year when it count you know like i i just would like to see these guys actually make a run at it and live up to that potential but i mean i'm just being a realist i got the buccaneers winning this division um i i think you have to give the notch and the respect of being the champions and they do have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, regardless of any, if anybody agrees with that or not. I mean, you got to give him his respect. I mean, seven Super Bowl championships. Uh, I mean, you can talk about spy gate, deflate gate, this gate, that gate. He came to a team that wasn't really known for winning, and he turned those guys into believers and turned them into champions in the process. So I give him the credit. All right. So – all right, go ahead, um, Cody. Uh, yeah, man. So, uh, look, Rand, I think it's going to be me and your team battling for the top of this division. I really think that. I think uh, – and, and this is not just shady, man. I think that the Panthers had a jump start on their rebuild. So, for that reason, I think the Panthers going into this year have a jump start on the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, I think that this defense is going to have the whole NFL talking. And I really mean that. I think this this front seven for the Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns and Derek Brown are about to be household names. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really mean that. And we got this fifth round guy to be drafted out of Iowa uh, called Davian Nixon, who's yeah. also who's uh, already making waves. Apparently, he's a beast in that legendary Iowa weight room. So I, I'm pumped, man. And especially if uh, J.C. Horn is who I think he is. Uh, I think this defense is going to be absolutely ferocious. And I think it will give Sam Darnold a little bit of leeway if he doesn't have the hot start that everybody is wanting for him to have. I think this is the defense that's going to complement him. So I I see this uh, uh, Panthers team as a 10 or 11 win team or more. And I really do think that – I'll give the Bucks the nod right now, just because hey, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Exactly. Right now, right now they're the man in the division. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be damn competitive at the end of this season uh, between the Panthers and the Bucks. Uh, can, so, I, can I say one me, thing? Can me, I say one me, thing, Don? Quick, uh, quick, yeah. quick, 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go real ahead. quick. I have to say, man, the Carolina Panthers over the last couple of years, they probably had like some of the best drafts I've ever seen. Like, yeah, yeah. Board, I agree. Like, the I fact agree. that last year they, they drafted all defensive players and then mm-hmm. this season, like, if you can't say one thing about them, you got to say that they did a hell of a job 
in a draft over the last couple of years. So it was trade surprising. down like 47 times this year. I mean, Thank you, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving, uh, I'm loving our new general manager, yeah. uh, Scott Federer for the first time in our history. Uh, he traded down uh, a record number of times and got back uh, all the, all the picks that we traded for Darnold, got them all back. And, and we ended up getting a ton of really good players that Panther fans are buzzing about. Uh, I think Terrace Marshall has a similar trajectory to uh, what Justin Jefferson did uh, last year with the Vikings. I think he has that kind of talent. So, yeah, I'm pumped. I believe him in, uh, in this football team. And um, I'm, an, I'm an optimist about Sam Darnold. He's still got to prove it, like I said. But uh, I, I think uh, Sam Darnold's really going to surprise some people this year. All right. So, let's get to – all right, I want everybody to look at this. Let's go back – to like, I say 2014, 2013, 15. All right. This division was known as the quarterback division. All right. At one point, you know, we talked about guys like Jameis Winston when he got drafted, you know, and they made the comment of Matt Ryan was the fourth best quarterback in the in the division. Uh, you had Drew Brees still playing. You, and you had Cam Newton, who was the reigning MVP at the time. Mm-hmm. Now look at this division now. Breeze is gone. Cam is in New in uh, New England. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is still the constant here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tom Brady went from the AFC to the NFC in Tampa Bay. This division, I'm going to say, is no longer called the quarterback. This is this division is going to be the defensive division. And let me tell you, I was why. just thinking that. Let me tell you yeah. why. You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defending champions. All right, they still going to field a top five defense just by having Todd Bowles on their staff. All mm-hmm. right, that's not going to change. Uh, the Saints, like I said, they still going to be a top ten defensive unit just by having Dennis Allen. And they still have, you know, key players on their staff on on their roster. Uh, the Panthers, that defensive line, like, is young and hungry. They're gonna be they're gonna be above average. I don't know where to rank them at at this time, but I feel like if I had to, I I put them outside of the top ten. They could very well be the the uh. Come on, King Matt Matt Ryan, not the second best quarterback in the division. Stop. All right. Um, I don't know about that, man. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> come, on come on, bro. Unless you're gonna unless you're gonna put them third, then okay. No. No, you're gonna put Matt, you're gonna put Matt Ryan above Tom Brady. Based on based on longevity, I'll give him that. Like if we if we not just if we count what Brady did in the AFC East, yeah, because I mean you gotta give him the respect because he's been doing it the longest. Right? Twelve Man, you put, titles you put, in Brady, a row. you put Brady on the team that don't have an offensive line and a defense and see how he play. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, like Brady really Brady really had been skating for like nearly a decade, especially in the NFC East. That division was horrific. Like, I mean, you saw games where they, right, they right, won, right. like, game, right, they right. went game straight where this man didn't perform well. Like, but, but I mean, like you I said, I think they never had three. Hold on, hold on. You threw three picks in the NFC Championship game, you still won. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And your for de- the, your de- yeah, for the. Because your defense, because of the Tampa Bay defense held off Aaron Rodgers. And <laughs> I, I will say, I will, hey, I will say this, though. I, I will say this, though. This is one play you have to give this dude credit, right? It was a play, I think it was third down. And I think the play was supposed to go to Mike Evans. And Mike Evans ended up getting like covered 
and he just completely like just threw the ball like in a completely different direction like almost to the back of the end zone and then ryan sucker came in for a field goal i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna let you know right now like people talk about veteran quarterbacks and in certain situational football you need that seasoned veteran to do something you know do smart things like that like anybody mm-hmm. else if that player was going to mike evans they would have tried to fit in into mike evans like Jameis would have proud to try to put that and up I, up all there. I, I know what play you're talking you, about. Yeah. I know what play you're talking about, you, and I and I agree with you on that. But at man. the same time, if you have a defense that's going to back you up, and then you have a coaching staff that's going to put you in that position to 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 continue to win games, like you have nothing to worry about. Like Matt Ryan cannot sit up here and say that he had a, a had a had an average defense or had a coaching staff. That made the situational that made the the uh, in game adjustments for us to continue to win. He never had the opportunity. In game adjustments or 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 know how to play or know how to call plays in situational football. Exactly, yeah. fellas. Like, I completely under I completely understand that. But I'm just saying. Okay, think about those interceptions. They had two of them went to Jair Alexander. Both of them were deep passes. So basically, we're just borderline punts. And the way their defense was actually playing. Like Tom Brady understood they would have to drive the entire field. So they weren't given an inch. So I'm telling you, like, there's like certain plays my point. when you have a veteran quarterback. My point, you just hold on, go back. My point about the deep the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, they but know I'm saying, they he, but he, I'm know, he knew he knew he had a defense though. that's gonna back him up. So Brady can go out there and make those mistakes, and he knows it's not gonna cost him. Matt Ryan, he know he can't make a mistake. If Matt Ryan made one mistake, that's his that's his ass. And sometimes he played mistake free football all the time and still lose. And TJ, you experienced that from him already once back in eighteen. The man played mistake free football through five TDs against your defense, and we still, and we still lost. lost. Yeah, I mean, but that's man, that's not going to happen every single week, though. Can no, I, that, but that but that, 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 that what we saying. Well, I want to ask a question to everybody real quick. I know we're about to get out of here, but I want to ask a question to everybody real quick. Like, to me, Matt Ryan and Tom Brady are very similar quarterbacks. Like, aren't they both system quarterbacks? Like, having like, <laughs> Matt Ryan is not a system quarterback. What okay. system we got here? This man had a revolver door off his coordinators. When have either of these dudes carried a, a, a worthless, pathetic team deep into the playoffs? Matt Ryan, Super Bowl uh, 2016. Really? Yeah. Nah, come on. Was, that team was pathetic. Come on. You're going to tell me Matt Ryan was the only on, good man. thing about that he team? He won MVP. And we had well, a historic Let me say this. Let me say this. Because I know I, everybody get blind about all the points we put up and everything. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Our offensive line was not good that year. It, it was not. They, uh, the reason why they made the reason why it seemed decent they pretty much forced Shanahan to like get the ball out of Matt Hands quicker. They had they had to go in the office and tell him to get the ball out of Matt Hands because Shanahan was doing that craziness by doing long developing plays or just let's just throw the ball to Julio. Like that made no sense. So that was eventually with that being said though, like like we pretty much basically almost had the same old line like the very next year. This man, but, this man like, but he still got touchdowns to thirteen different people. Like, but with that being said, like the the line played like a tremendously dropped because you brought in a rookie offensive coordinator from out of Alabama and Sarkeesian, and you see, like I said, it, even in the Super Bowl year, Matt still got hit a lot. 
he just like I said, he just the fortune that he got the ball out of his hands quick enough before he actually took a shot. Uh, I mean, and like I said, Shanahan play calling was phenomenal and whatnot, and that would help the situation. Defensively, bro, we was literally 28th in scoring that year. Exactly. We we broke an NFL record that season, like winning, what, six football games with our defense giving up 28 points or more. Hence, I, people like talk about that famous 300-yard game by Julio Jones. Phenomenal game for Matt, phenomenal game for Julio. But people forget that we was up in the beginning of the quarter. The score was like 34 to – I think like, I'm going to say like 30, 31, 34 to like 14. Cam went downfield, down field, scored a touchdown. But on a two-point conversion, we knocked about the game with a concussion. But then Derek Anderson came in and scored two more touchdowns. When we blinked again late in the fourth quarter, they're only down eight points. So, like, that's type of stuff. Like, like that, don't get me wrong. Of course, 23 happened. It was unfortunate. But if you pay attention to that season, we've been playing with fire that whole year. We've been doing that. That wasn't just like no those situations that just happened out of nowhere. We've been doing it. We actually lost the game having a big lead against the Chargers that season. We had a big lead against them, and they came to walk us down. So, okay, like, like I said, hey, so- I'm, hey, let me, let me, uh, it seems like y'all trying to make a case to try to make make it seem like you know people are like downing Matt Ryan for being a bad quarterback. Dude, not a bad quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, the only people that hate Matt Ryan are Falcons fans. Oh, like, but okay. I, I you don't think he's a bad quarterback. You know, like you know, I, I think he, I think he, you know, I think Bro, he. Up look, there. You, I mean, you, hey, TJ, but, you just don't understand, man. And this, in this fan base right here, man, we done seen people say crazy stuff like, "Oh, man." We need to, because we had, we got, we signed Felipe Franks, you know, the uh, former quarterback, he used to play for the Gators in um, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He's on our team now, and people talking, oh man, we need to go ahead and uh, play Felipe Franks over Matt Ryan. And I'm like, see, this is why we can't have common football conversations with every common football, uh, Falcons fan. Yeah. Because of people, because of comments and posts and tweets like that. That's why I started a podcast. I couldn't talk exactly. to cars anymore. Just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I want to say one thing, and then and then I promise I'm done. I think if you put Matt Ryan, or let's do it this way: if you put Cam Newton on the 2016 Atlanta Falcons, Cam is still an MVP. Matt Ryan what? is not, is not an no. MVP Stop. on the Stop. 2015 Bruh, no. Atlanta Panthers. Bruh, if anybody no. thinks that Matt Ryan could take Ted Ginn and Jericho Cotri to the Super Bowl. Bro, nobody can do what Cam. Bro, he took. Let's, no, stop, 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 stop. No. He took Muhammad Sanu. Hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. He took Muhammad Sanu, Taylor. Can you keep Muhammad Sanu, Taylor Gabriel? These guys, Austin Hooper. These guys were nobodies before they came to the Falcons, and he took them to the Super Bowl. If you put Matt Ryan on that 2015 Carolina Panthers. Team, not only he win the MVP, but I bet y'all have a Super Bowl. Y'all had Kyle Shanahan. I think it'll be reversed, bro. We had Mike Shula. The difference between Kyle Shanahan (laughs) and Mike Shula, the offensive coordinator, is no. What you not about to do? What you not for the do? What you not for the do? What you not about to do? What you're not about to do is undermine your defense. Your defense was still in two in the league that year. Your defense was good that year. Y'all had led the league in turnovers. And led the league in turnovers. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you're not ready. What you're not going to you, 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 you focus on the offense. Yes, your offense performed. But your defense was still giving y'all extra dances. 
Matt defense was not giving her that many chances. Matt literally had to go down. Matt spent most of that season driving from one end of the field to the end zone that whole year. Our defense was not Pan- getting turnovers like that. The Panthers Let me tell- don't have Cam Newton's ability to run like he did. That offense is dead on arrival. Here's the thing, though. All right. Just hear me out. Hear me out. All right. Carolina, y'all had a good defense that year, and y'all special team unit was good. And let me tell you something about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has played with so many offensive coordinators. This man has has adjusted, has has adapted so many times. So many times. And you see quarterbacks like Alex Smith and all these other guys yep. who had a revolving door offense coordinators, yep. and you yep. saw them struggle. Good point. Good point. Like good point. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. Y'all got to stop disrespecting this man. Good would point. You take Devon, would you take let me let me say this, Cody. Right, let me let me. Do I take Devontae Smith or Jonathan Stewart? Yeah. Who would you take as a? Who would you prefer, Devontae Smith or Jonathan Stewart as a running back? Dude, y'all, but hold on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. No, 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 no. I got it. 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 Because let me tell you something. Because y'all had D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. That was a dynamic duel. Do not do that. We didn't have D'Angelo in 2015. We didn't have D'Angelo then. But still. I mean, but, you, okay, so you're trying to undermine Jonathan Stewart, but do you think Jonathan Stewart missed that block? I'm asking you who you would prefer, Jonathan Stewart or Devontae Smith? I mean, I, that's kind of a toss I mean, because, like, Freeman had a good year, no doubt about it, but it was based off Shanahan's system as well. Okay, Julio Jones or Ted Ginn Jr.? <laughs> okay, of course, Julio. Mohamed Sanu or Jericho Khatri? Listen, listen, listen. We're not going to do this because that's going to add a whole nother hour to the show, which we don't have. Okay. The bottom line is, I already gave you the facts of. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm, going to play this game. I'm going to play this game. You're going to give me Desmond Trufant or Peanut Tillman? Peanut Tillman. Robert Alpha or uh, Josh Norman? Yeah, no one's denying that. that no, I, 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 we playing your game. We playing your game. Josh we playing your game. Big Beasley or um, Jay Allen? What year we talking about, though? We no, we, he, he, can, about? He, can, yeah, yeah, he can play, no, he can play no. teams. No, you can hey, play hey, play hey, 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 Tom Brady or Matt Ryan? Come on, come on, man. Tom come on. Brady. No, I'm asking. Oh, Tom Look, Brady. I can't, I can't, I can't even believe they're even thinking about it. I, the, I, I'm, 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 Brady, I'm, gonna hate, I'm, I'm gonna hate myself for saying this, but I'm only taking Brady because of the rings. I'm only taking Brady for the rings. Yeah, because all, all right. right, so, so, all all right, right. let me get back to my topic because we've got to end the show. All right, so here's here's the thing. Okay, we talked about the defense. I, I mentioned the Saints. I mentioned the Buccaneers and I mentioned the Panthers. I the thing about Atlanta's defense, we know we've been horrible for years. Now here's the thing: 
You bring in a guy like Dean Pease. Mm-hmm. Dean Pease have never fielded anything less than the average defense. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. We we should be skating somewhere around that. All right. Just by him walking in the door. Year one. All right. Yeah. Right out year the gate. one. Okay. Year one out the gate. We should be ranked average, and that's that's good for uh, Matt Ryan's offense to have. Why? You know, why, uh, Don? Because no, it's why. the best he's had in years. Because he, if you have a defense that can back him up, we can win games. No, no, but what I'm saying is, like, who did who did y'all have defensively? Do you feel like that that he can, like, kind of make something happen with? You know what I'm saying? You still – You're talking play, about, play, like, 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 like player-wise? Yeah, you, I mean, you still can have scheme and stuff like that, but you need the personnel. So, I mean, what what makes you, you that got, All right, so you have – great. You still, you still got Grady Jarrett. Okay. Right. Okay. You got right. Deion Jones. You got four-year Olakun who had a good year last oh, year. Okay. AJ right. Terrell who had a good. He could have been rookie of the year. Yeah. Um. Solid. You yeah. you bring in a guy like Fabian Moreau. You just mm-hmm. drafted Richard Grant, right. who I think one of the best safeties in, in um coming out of college football last right. year. I, and then I, you I got really you like got Richard. Marlon Davidson who who who's yeah. looking good. And then you also have uh, John Kaminsky that's look that's looking good. Like okay. like I said, like we we have we have players on the team. Mm-hmm. It just they can't put it together because of the coaching staff. Right? I was mad when y'all drafted Richie, bro. I yes. really liked Richie. Richie Grant, mm-hmm. Richie Grant is a good player. Yeah, but oh, um, no but yeah, but like, I, like I'm saying about this situation right now with Dean P's coming in, like I feel like I'm very optimistic that our defense is going to turn the tide and get better. Yeah, I mean, I was just asking, man. You know, like I said, uh, I just wanted to see what you know what, what made you uh, that optimistic about it. So. Yeah, I mean, good points. Good points. You know, like I will say this: like for our defense, we ain't got no other choice but to go up. Like, right. bro, we've been, to say we've, that been too. we've been bottom <laughs> barrel. Like, y'all, listen, dog. I, I, listen, I, and, I, and this is, and I'm getting respects to all y'all teams because all y'all defense has been better than ours over the years. So we don't have no choice but to go up. Like even yeah, when y'all had y'all down years, y'all defense yeah. was better than our defense. Well, so like I said, that. I don't know about that, man. So, You're uh, bro, not Brandon Browner. But and also, Brown. okay, 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 okay. The Saints, y'all had a couple. Y'all had a couple slaps <laughs> down. Yes, but it it wasn't. Been, it ain't been as bad as the Falcons. At least y'all did make some yeah. type of rise. Like come yeah, on, dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, man, yeah. we had maybe like if we being honest, man, and like I said, I, I just try. I'm, I'll be honest about the team. 2009 probably was the best defense, you know what I'm saying, the Saints probably had until probably 2018. Like, they had a long stretch where they couldn't stop a nosebleed, bro. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't... They couldn't stop traffic with a stop sign. Like they was horrible. Nah, 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 name name the last time you seen the Falcons with a good defense. It's been a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's been a long time. That's all I have to say. The last time we had a defense that was feared, and that was like, what, 2000, when um, we had um, Wade Phillips. All right, 2002. Yeah, Wade Phillips. That's the last defense. time we had a good defense. But hey, y'all, I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, one more time, I'm going to let y'all introduce y'all. I'm going to let y'all, you know, plug y'all stuff. I'm um, start with um, Ren. Uh, I'm from Buccaneers eccentric podcast called the pewter cast. Uh, we go three times a week during the off season. We only go once a week. We go three times a week, go right after kickoffs, uh, excuse me, right after, uh, the whistle blows and it hits, uh, three zeros at the fourth quarter. We go live, we get people call in, uh, video in like this here at Streamyard. Uh, midweek, we bring in a beat reporter, our boots on the ground guy. 
uh, sort of finish off the game last week and start looking ahead to next week. Uh, and then the third show we're changing this year. We just kind of used to do it on Friday night after injury report came out and go over both injury reports and kind of say like, this is what we're looking for and, and that type of thing. But we might do something fun. We might actually simulate Madden games uh, and uh, just let the computer do it. And then, um, Okay. Put it out on God. YouTube. Oh, you ain't say that. You ain't say that. Uh, okay. Yeah, and and then uh and then you just do the voiceover and throw it up on a pod on Saturday. Um, we just might do that. So we don't know. We're still thinking about the third show, but yeah. So anyway, at the Petercast, if anyone out there, you know, wants to know what's up with the Buccaneers, uh, just pop it into your uh, podcast, you know, finder, and uh, click on one of the episodes. All right. Thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. Right. Anytime. I right, appreciate it. TJ? And once again, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, you can check out the State of the Saints podcast on Twitter. At State of Saints, um, the State of the Saints podcast is now under the umbrella of a Media Labs, uh, also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network starting September the 1st. So you can uh, go online to pigskinpodcastnetwork.com, check out some of the audio podcasts, or you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast. Uh, man, we try to give quality content, man. We get, you know, some of the best and brightest names in uh, the NFL, man. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, Steve Weiss on the show, Jim Trotter, Stan Verrett, uh, a couple of Saints players, Zach Streif. Um, Going to be having a couple more, uh, you know, special guests coming on. Uh, a lot of Saints beat writers, uh, the voice of the uh, Saints who's going to be calling play-by-play. So you never know who you're going to see or hear from uh, on the State of the Saints podcast, man. So check it out. Uh, Shouts out to all y'all, man. You know, I know, you know, you get a little heated, but that's just the passion that we all have for our teams, <laughs> all the love that we have for our teams and stuff like that. And I, I appreciate it, man. And thank y'all uh, for bringing that passion out, man. I appreciate that. I enjoy myself. And that's what it's all about, man. If we we didn't, you know, act this way, I mean, what would that passion be? You know what I'm saying? That just shows you how much love and passion we have for our squad. So, man, salute to all y'all. Um, you know what I'm saying? I wish y'all all the success in the world. Uh, continue to kick butt, represent y'all team going hard and strong, man. So, uh, hopefully we this won't be the last time we get together so we can talk about these teams. It won't. Well, well said. We, well got said. Two, we got two games coming up, so trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on, though. Man, thank um, you, man. No problem. Cody? Yeah, man. I uh, appreciate y'all having me on once again. Uh, my name is Cody Lashley. I'm the co-host of the C3 Panthers podcast every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on YouTube. We just introduced a brand new show, the Friday Free For All, uh, okay. every Friday at 7 p.m. And that's for literally anybody that wants to come chill, man. Any of y'all here in the chat room, any of y'all on this podcast here right now, uh, we can come on and, and talk about football, hang out anytime. Uh, that's for everybody. And then during the season, we're going to do a post-game show after every single Panthers game. And that is uh, the C3 Panthers podcast. You can also find my work on drafttech.com, where I am the analyst for the Carolina Panthers, where okay. I write first and second round comments. And uh, find me on Twitter, at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. That's it. All right. The Travis? Uh, again, Don, appreciate you having me on. Um, my question, my name is LaTravis, mainly known as LT by most people. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at wordplay underscore kid 26. 
Uh, no, I don't have a show yet, but it is coming soon. It's coming. It's I, coming. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's definitely it's coming. I feel, like, I, I, feel, I feel that passion, bro. Nah, nah you, you can't bother that in, though. Yeah. Nah, like, I've been, I've been, I've been working with these guys for the last couple of years. I'm mostly one of the guys that's do behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah. But they've been, they've been begging me to get in front of the camera more often. So I'm giving it an opportunity to do so. But you know, just. Right now, as you see, because everybody been talking about the shirt, got to go to work. Somebody got to get their car towed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so y'all be good. Whenever you make your own show, man, reach out to me. I'll come on and hang out with you if you want to talk football. Hey, man, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, me too, yeah, man. man you don't. All right. Yeah, me All too, right. I guess then. <laughs> all right you guys so hey uh appreciate y'all for again, oh, thank coming you on. everybody who watching this at a later time y'all hit us up in the comment section let us know what y'all think who's gonna win the nfc south um if you're new to the channel you already know what to do hit that subscribe button hit that like button share this content out online the sports fanatics and hit us up in the comment section as always come holler at your hometown sports podcast this is another episode of the dunn's favorite here on Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. It's your boy, The Dunn. Hey, y'all have a great night. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. We out. Peace. Keep pounding.